I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at DDDNFL on Twitter. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And as usual, I'm joined by me old buddy, me old pal. It's at Ryan Peacock NFL. What's going on? (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm glad you're feeling happy because I've just been the victim of a crime. What? Yeah. So I went to McDonald's drive-thru because I was on the way home from American football feeling a little peckish and I thought I'd treat myself considering I scored a few touchdowns and I get in the queue and our drive-thru has a split lane now. Which is stupid. Which is ridiculous. they both have to merge at the window. Yeah, because yeah. then you have to merge in anyway, right? So yeah. I pick the right one. It says use both lanes. They haven't, you know, they haven't said for some reason that one's not working. I'm sat there. Nobody talks to me. Three or four cars go past on the other lane. I try and reverse to go into the other lane. Some douche in a pickup comes flying up at full pace, doesn't give me the opportunity. So I go back and I patiently wait and then the guy comes on and goes, all right. I went, yeah, is it all right if I order? He goes, well, yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, right, no, leave it, leave it, calm down. So anyway, went through the drive through got my food, get to the end, get home, no straws. One of my chip packets has got next to no chips in and... Um, they, I didn't notice, but they gave me a medium Coke. I mean, do I look like the kind of guy that orders a medium meal? Maybe you're looking after your figure, you know? Maybe instead of, like, getting a diet, you just get a smaller regular. I don't know. But, like, who do you report that to? Because I paid for two larges and they gave me one medium. So, like, do you, I can't ring the police, really, can I? No, but I feel very like little I should. Candy. I feel like I've been the victim of a, of a heinous crime. Well... Do you know what? Taking up someone's time when you shouldn't be is also a crime. McDonald's did that yeah, to me this I, week as well. You can't get that back. No. I queued up for ages, right? And of course, who carries cash? Seriously. Right? So I had the card. They even have that tap thing now where you can just fire it at the teller. They've, they've even got that in Ireland. Boop. Yeah, we have that. Surprise, surprise. And electricity and colour TVs. So, and I have a funny story about colour TVs now that it comes up. But anyway, I'll, I'll keep that for the next pod. So I was waiting at McDonald's for this big long line and we were heading up to my parents. And so, long story short, we needed to get this food in, go into this event thing because we wouldn't be eating for a while. So we said, right, we fed the kids. Let's just go to McDonald's. Waited for ages, Ryan. About maybe 20 minutes. I got up to the oak. Hello, can I take your order? I was like, yeah, can I get a two chicken? Oh, hold on there. Um, are you looking to pay by cash or card? I said, well, naturally enough card and they said oh well do you not want to pay by cash no and i was like well no like i don't carry wads again no i said i want to pay by card oh because our card machine might not be working and i was kind of thinking <laughs> like i'm willing to take that chance uh, you know might not be that's too cryptic so i said to her i said no i've only got a card on me she's like oh well can you come into the shop and i was like well i'm not gonna wait 20 minutes and then go in i've got two kids in the back one of newborns just literally fell asleep the other lad is just about happy I was gonna get the food, pour it into the bag, and eat on the go. So I was like, "No," I said. Look, can you can you not order it in there, and then I can give you my tap card. You can go in, tap it against the till on the inside. No, I was like, "That's an option. That's definitely an option. Don't give me." So I had to yeah, leave. I, I got no McDonald's. You could do what you're saying is you don't want to do that. Exactly. Yeah. So Ryan, all I'm saying is you got yours. All right. Yeah, but not what you know. Not all of what I should have had. Is this a hashtag first world problems? Yes, absolutely, yes. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, not good. But, but anyway. yeah, so friendly today? No competitive game for you? Oh, no, yeah. It was a preseason warm-up against the Bedford Blackhawks, uh, who used to be our local rival, um, and the newly formed 
Buckinghamshire Wolves, um, oh. who are now, without doubt, our new local rivals because they are closer. And, uh, yeah, things yeah. were going fine. We beat Bedford, uh, given. Sorry if any Bedford fans are listening. Um, but, yeah, given. And then we played the Bucks Wolves and we were smashing the uh, potatoes out of them. And then, um, yeah, so there was also, the, there was a bit of a cheap hit. So I did have a moment where I may have lost my temper. Oh. Um, did anybody die? No, but only because uh, Tom Charles of the Arrowheads Abroad was stronger than me and he got a hold of me and that was it. So, oh. well, you know, in a bit. playing flag with you now as well? Well, he's he's trying out for the team, yeah. But you know, like, I kind of remember, I can't remember, I can't think, is it Bart Starr or Jim Taylor? And there's something in, in, in one of them sort of old grey, grainy videos of a Packers team of old. And I remember something going on in the end zone and somebody almost being marched off the field by, I'm sure it was Bart Starr marching somebody off the field. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what Tom was doing to me. So I was trying to get closer to the guy to, you know, discuss what had happened with him. And then I just found myself on the sideline. And I was like, "What? Well, hang on a minute. How did that happen? But his flag not non-contact. Like, surely there's not any contact. Well, was that the whole point? That he well, made this, contact this was the, the point. So he literally went through the back of me, cheap shot into the back. Then he gets up and starts giving it all this. Oh, yeah. you know, uh, sorry, pal. Didn't mean to hit you there. Or whatever. You know, he was um, Scottish. That was not a great accent. Um, no. Yeah. So I just said, well, you sure. know. We had a discussion. Abuse him after. Why not? It had nothing to do with that. It just had the, the the fact that I'd been beating him all day and he couldn't take it. Fair enough. Um, I wish I had some sexy uh, flag stories to tell. I don't. There's no. Uh, You'll have one soon me, in Dublin. Don't ask me a story about kids. Or? No, I'm not really that interested. That sounds terrible, doesn't it? Obviously, yeah, it I'm does. interested in your kids because they are almost family. Yeah. Um, I, I, do you know what? I think I'll just call. I come on the pod and just not say anything to you. I just say, "Here's Ryan Peacock, NFL. How are you, Ryan? Anyway, Packers, and then just talk. You know, just yeah. Well, no, come on. So tell me something. Tell me something uh, cool that happened with kids there where it doesn't involve them either <laughs> being either either sort of something out of the bottom end or the top end all over you. Uh, it hasn't happened in a while, so I'm happy. No, happy about it. Not been yeah, peed no, on whilst this, changing first... a nappy. No, not in a while. Maybe that's down to the fact that I've been changing a lot of nappies lately. But uh, yeah, oh, no, come the on, that's unfair. Is... That's unfair. We need equality oh. in relationships. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling my way. Pulling well, you better way. be. You better be. I'm bringing in the money. Um, no, Ooh. but yeah, no, I do. I changed my fair share. It's not. It's not great. It's an awful lot about changing nappies. But the eldest is uh, he's going through the terrible twos early, so okay. he's that real MVP. Big shout out to him. The real. That real. So yeah. Anyway, uh, as you said, Dublin. Yes, I'll have some flag stories of my own. Dublin. The meetup, 19th of November. If you're Irish and you're listening and you're not signed up, I mean, just unsubscribe Why? and just, you know. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> membership revoked. I mean, what are you doing? Like, we're we're having a meetup here. So, come on. In Ireland. Ireland. So, you don't have to play flag. We can reiterate that, Ryan. You can do a number of things. Well, you can do whatever you want. It's a free world, you know. Um, not unless you live in one of those, uh, you know, North Korea. But if you're not in North Korea, you can do what you want. <laughs> apart from some of those other countries um, and depending on it doesn't matter uh, so anyway you do, there's flag on we're thinking 12 and 1 whoever signs up we'll send an email out because I think what we have is you want to get lunch before you play because it is fairly hefty especially if you haven't played before I don't play flag um, you know week on week so when I play the next day I actually physically have to lift my legs out of my own car so that's where I'm at so 
get lunch, maybe check into your hotel if you're coming from abroad, even if you're coming up from the country. If like, I'm coming up from abroad. the country to Dublin. What's that? If you're coming from abroad. I like that. Yeah. You're coming from abroad. So, yeah, you might need to get lunch and stuff. So we might push it to one because some of the lads' planes are getting in um, a little bit later. I think they're landing at something past 11, something past 12. So if and they push if it to flying, one... And if they're flying with Ryanair, they might not be uh, landing at all, of course. Oh, yeah. Well, you could get cancelled last minute, but you do get a 40 quid voucher or something like that. Yeah. Uh, no, the law will protect you. We won't. Um, so you don't have to play flag, but you can, you know, come up to Phoenix Park in your civvies and just check us out as we play. I'll be playing, but then I'll be probably doing a bit of filming and stuff like that because we want to send some footage to the Parkers. So that'd be cool. And to put it up on our own YouTube channel and all the rest. So you don't need any flag experience. We'll explain it all to you there. Uh, myself and Ryan have gear as well. Cones, balls, uh, flag belts and all the rest. So you don't need to bring anything. But do bring sort of a good change of clothes because I made that mistake. And I think we both made that mistake, didn't we, Ryan, the first year? We said, oh, we go play a bit of flag. Ended up muck up to the ears and then had to walk into this nice posh hotel with boots on going all right you know straight across the purple carpet so do bring a change of clothes uh change into it go back to the hotel get a shower and all the rest and then we can go to the wool shed for five or you can meet us in the wool shed it's up to you now we've reached the numbers where we get food platters so that's going to be cool but you probably want to get food there so what we might say is is that we go to the wool shed get the food because they're going to be starving after flag and then get the food platters to come out sort of, you know, halfway or three quarters of the way into the game. And then after that, drink the night away, probably head out. I'll bring us to a good few spots after after the game, see what's happening on a Sunday night. Ryan, what's the status on you, buddy? Are you, can you make it? Do you know yet? No, I am now officially, uh, I went from being questionable to doubtful oh, to are. out. Yeah. Unfortunately, my my house. Well, I say unfortunately. Fortunately, my house is finally going to complete, but it's going to complete on the seventeenth, and I get evicted from this house on the nineteenth. So, any listeners out there, we can agree that if Ryan wants to get his arse in gear here, he has the eighteenth to move and the nineteenth to get to Dublin. That that's fair. It's yeah, fair. That's I'll probably never here. be forgiven and never never be yeah. on any other Green Bay <laughs> trips again in my life. No, and uh, you'll be on the next pod. All right, Steve, so I'm getting divorced. And uh, <laughs> the house that we just bought, I've lost half of it already. Um, yeah. Yeah, good times. Um, so, yeah, that's unfortunate. But, again, look, the Dublin meetup's going to be a ball. All the diehards are coming over from England. And that's why we need a good showing from us paddies over here, you know. Um, so if you can't make the flag, that's fine. If you can make the flag but are not interested in playing, by all means, pop by and have a look. Um, or if not, just meet us out at the wool bat and shed. So that'd be all good. But right now. Shall we talk, Packers? Yeah, we probably should. Yeah. What do you want uh, to go first? Well, I think first what we'll do <laughs> I put you is... put on the spot there a little bit, didn't I? Yeah, I, was, I thought you were going to go, well, brr, you know, and go into it. Yeah. Um, let's just talk about uh, a significant... Don Barkley. Oh, all right, then. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to take the mic there. So, uh, Don Barkley gone to the Lions. I mean, how significant is this, Ryan? Um, you know, I think it really changes the whole scenario of the NFC North. Um, almost, you can, you know, you can almost feel a tangible um, power change in the NFC North, and uh, I think this really probably makes now the Detroit Lions a real genuine force, probably for the next ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, and go. <laughs> They're starting now. 
But do you reckon if Don Barkley does play for the Lions that they might get flagged for only having 10 men on the field? Like, can we take the piss now because he's not on our team anymore? Because remember when he was, we get people, you know, atting him and we're like, come on, let us have a laugh. Uh, you know, the guys, gradingly, he's not great. Let's face it. Yeah, but who, you know, who's who's taking any notice of grades? Me! Look Every at, week uh, on the podcast. Every week. You so cannot look at, escape like to... Steed at the NFL. Simple as that. Yeah. No, but look, at I like to use Pro Football Focus. We've become an affiliate of Pro Football Focus. Uh, that's how we're able to spew some nice statage on the podcast. But to our delight, we can finally uh, put our money where our mail is. So we have a code on the homepage of ukpackers.co.uk and it'll give you $10 off your Pro Football Focus subscription. Now, we have one. So personally, I haven't went on and clicked on the link and went in and bought it because we have it with being an affiliate. But it should give you $10 off. I think the price is $40. Um, so you can pop on and let us know if it works. Go in, sign in, or try subscribing, and just tell us if it knocks $10 off. Now, it's $10 off any package. So it's $10 off the Edge, which is $40. Um, the Elite, which is 200 And then I think you can get the Elite monthly. I think you can pay monthly for the Elite instead of getting that big whack. But the, the first one, the cheaper one, will give you the signature stats, which is what I like to use on the podcast, um, along with some other stuff, and it's uh, it's deadly. So 25% off, Ryan. Pretty baller. Can't really argue with that. And then you can uh, go down the go down the pub every weekend and you can impress your mates, just like Steve Diddy does every single week on the podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, go down the pub, me, two kids. I don't have a social life yeah. anymore. Steve hasn't been to a pub for about three years. No, the um the nineteenth of November is my day release. Yeah, so uh, look so, after him because he's literally he'll have uh, he'll have two jars of sherbet and that'll be him on the floor. Yeah, I I don't know what that means. What's sherbet? A couple of sherbets. Is that it's London slang? But drinks. what's that? Just a couple drink? of drinks. I don't know. It's it's not a specific <laughs> drink. No, all right. I put you on the spot there, Ryan. I know. Uh, Morgan Burnett is back so he's taken off properly the, big news yeah this is actual big news so he's been taken off the injury list uh per rob domofsky he is the second most experienced player defensively for the packers the first being um clay matthews with 120 regular season games morgan burnett with 95 so he takes the comms helmet this is a big deal right yeah the, i think uh i read a rob domofsky article on this and he said the quarterback of the defense is back and uh it is a real big deal um, for this one uh, he is a tremendous player um, I think probably an underrated player at times somebody that's not overly spoken about um, you know if you were going around the league I mean I don't watch the NFL top 100 um, not because I have anything against it I just don't particularly watch it um, but you know he's probably a guy that should be a lot he should be in that for one and he should be higher up it um, I feel like he's a really big piece of our defence Um and not only that, but to play as well as he does at multiple different positions around the defence is quite impressive. So, yeah, it's exciting to have him back and hopefully as well he can pull in some of those other players around the secondary, um, you know, wherever it is that he's on the field personally, he can pull those sort of guys in and he can he can get this uh, team singing again. Yeah, because he holds, holds the comms. Do you know what? Like We all knew he was a brilliant player. We knew the tandem between him and Clinton Dix was great. We knew that he was a large reason why um, Clinton Dix was as good as he was now Haha has dropped in the ranking since he took the comms helmet and it just goes to show the type of burden that it is to try line up the players you know and that's why when we looked at Blake Martinez and he had the comms helmet um, and you see what he was able to do 
you know, Haha did struggle. And we had that 10 men on the field for Mark Ingram's um, touchdown run that time. So it's very significant. It's good that he's back. And it gives that morale boost that he's back as well. And look, it gives us an extra weapon to try shut down Matt Stafford with. So safeties-wise, uh, Morgan Burnett is our top safety, is our top defensive player. And when we go and we look at the Lions, I mean, they're not doing too bad either. They have Glover Quinn, who's number three. So Morgan Burnett is number 14. Glover Quinn's number three. Outside of Glover Quinn... You know, they don't really light it up at safety. Miles Killebrew is 42. But Darius Slay is doing pretty well. He's 15th as a cornerback. So, Ryan, looking at our secondary versus their secondary, I mean, the Lions have an, an awful lot more to deal with. Uh, well, sorry, the Packers have an awful lot more to deal with because of Matt Stafford. He's a big-money quarterback. He's worth that money because, look, the guy is clutch. He can make all the throws that there are in the book. Um. But Brett Hundley's up against it now, you know, between Darius Slay and Glover Quinn. Let's see if Brett Hundley will be unleashed. Do you think, because they keep saying this, and I saw some videos on NFL.com as well, they keep saying, oh, uh, you know, they're going to take the training wheels off Brett Hundley. Is that true? Do you not play to your opponent? I mean, look at the cornerbacks and look at the safeties that the Lions have. It's not going to be nah. easy for them. No, it will be difficult. Um, their defense is all right. Um, in terms of... In terms of do you play towards... I mean, yeah, obviously you have a game plan on how to beat a defence, but you need to play your own game. And I think the problem is for the Packers that right now we're not 100% sure of what our own game is. Um, it's going to be exciting to watch Monday night because I think we're going to see Brett Hundley... All right, they've got him properly in a game he was prepared for and it didn't go so great. It wasn't terrible, it didn't go so great. Um, and then we're going to have... Um, We've had a week a week to sort of really work on things. Uh, sorry, an extra week with a bye week to really work on things and try and find a statement as an offense. And I think that's what we need to try and do is work out what we're doing. In recent weeks, we've become more of a credible running attack. For example, if you just look at the two rushing leaders for the two teams, in Detroit, you've got um, Abdullah, who's had 101 carries, 369 uh, nine yards and a touchdown. Aaron Jones, 346 yards and three touchdowns, but only off of 62 carries. So we seem to have the tick for the run game. So maybe we are becoming more of a run team, you know. And I think what we need Hunley to do is find out what he can do. Um, maybe we do veer more towards the run. We do have good running backs on the team. We haven't seen enough of Williams Um we got Montgomery, who who at times can look very, very good. Um, so maybe that is what more what we do. But to balance that out, we're going to have to have Hundley throw the ball, scramble, shovel pass, throw it off of somebody's ass. I don't know what it is, but we will need to find a way to still move the ball in the air. Yeah, because I don't have... I've high hopes for the Packers in the sense that I think this coaching staff is clever enough to, to get the job done. But I'm not entirely convinced with Brett Hundley. And not to do with him personally. It's just the fact that you're putting him into an offense that's ran by somebody who does superhuman stuff. Yeah. So you have to remodel your offense again. Um, you know, to pull that back to, you know, kind of what an offense would do had you got a, a rookie in there almost. And I think that they'll probably give Brett Hundley a very set, fixed amount of good plays to say this is the play you make and have you know maybe more slants perhaps i would i don't expect him to have any 
massive big playability. I don't know if he will be brave enough now after being in for a short time to trust his instincts to a degree and just fire that ball downfield. Not unless the, the receiver is really, really open. You know, that it's an absolute busted coverage any season. But there's an issue with that. Number one, does he actually go through his reads enough for yes. long enough to catch that wide receiver that's made his way all the way down the field? I mean, that's, you know what I mean? You're going to have to wait at least, what, four or five seconds? which means you've got a good O-line and you need him to go through his reads and not panic because the problem with him is he's going to be a scrambling quarterback, let's face it. So if he sees that he's not going to get a playoff, there'll be two things in his mind. Number one, can I run it? Or number two, let me throw this thing out of bounds. You know, and you'll see Randall Cobb or you'll see Jordy Nelson waving the hand in the air as if to say, I'm open. Um, but that might not necessarily be the case, not as much as he'll actually trust his ability to do. So I reckon they'll probably give him, a, you know, some short plays, They'll design the offense to be short, uh, to try crack off a few big runs. I think they'll say to Hundley as well, scramble when you can. Like, if you see an opportunity, scramble, but make sure you slide. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they're going to be expecting him to throw, you know, 30, 40-yard bombs, rainbow passes into the end zone. I just don't think it's uh, going to happen. It's may, maybe not, but yeah, I think he does have the ability to do that. He does have a good arm. Um, I think let's definitely let's see more scrambling. Um, anybody that wants to go and stick on a, a, a tape of him at college, this this guy really can play football, yeah. And we need him to find that and channel a bit of that. And let's be clever as well. Let's be a bit inventive and creative. Let's do something a bit different um, that no one's expecting. Yeah, and that's it. I'm not dogging him. I'm just sort of saying, you know, I think in the pro game as well is that, and this is what I talk. I talk about it an awful lot. You know, the naivety of a quarterback where they'll come in and they do really well, and people are like, oh, he's the real deal. And you're kind of thinking naivety can work for you or can work really hard against you where it can work for you is you think if you throw that pass into double coverage that it's going to work and that's fine because you don't expect the safety to make his way across or whatever you throw it and it works out for you because of fantastic wide receiver play but sometimes you'll make that pass and it'll get picked off every time so it really just depends you know what sort of defense you come up against the lions they're the 22nd defense in the league we're one step back we're the 23rd so Look, there's opportunities there, I think, certainly on the run game uh, mm -hmm. to do well. We're the 19th best rushing team in the NFL. The Lions are the 28th. But where the Lions really suffer is their red red zone offense. So they're worse than the league in the red zone. They pointed it out. Um, was it Billick pointed it out on NFL.com that they made their way into the end zone five times last week and didn't come out with a touchdown at all. So this game could potentially be a death by a thousand field goals. And that is going to be interesting for us, right, Ryan? Because we have Hart in there now with Tabor Pepper getting that broken foot. We have Hart in. And Hart was the guy who was in and kind of got scapegoated, I think, by the media more than anything else because they were reading between lines here. Is that when Mason Crosby was missing very kickable field goals. Was that... When was that, Ryan? Was that... That was preseason? And everyone started to freak out about it. I think it was preseason. That wasn't yeah, the game, and then, yeah, you're right. And then people started questioning the timing of everything. And nothing looked particularly wrong. But yeah, somebody was sort of... And it was easier to get that that guy, I think. I mean, his story's kind of cool. And we, and we joked sort of in the week that this uh, the special team story is the story that just keeps on giving and it's not going away. Um, and really unfortunate for Tay Bill Pepper that he got injured because um, basically with a position like that, if nobody's talking about you, you're doing a good job. Mm. Um, and it's a bit like that with offensive linemen, a fullback, you know, all those type of unheralded, unfancied jobs. Um, if no one's talking about you, you're doing well. And and he was generally doing quite well. Um, obviously, we've got this new guy coming now. 
And uh, yeah, good luck to him. We'll see what he's doing. Apparently, just a, just a week or so ago, he was um, chipping potatoes at Potato Farm, which I thought you'd appreciate. Slightly racist. Uh, I think we'll move on. All right. Oh. And now he's um, at Monday Night Football. Not bad, is it, for 10 days yeah, difference? Bit of a step up. So the Lions are 1-25 against the Packers in Wisco since 92. And that's a sexy stat. Matt, Saf- Matt Stafford is 4-12 and 12 in primetime games since 2009. All of this sounds great, Ryan, to me. You know, and I'm looking down through, like, dope sheets and I'm looking down through media releases and all of this stuff, like, you know, every time that the... Or the last four times or something that the Packers have lost going into the bye when they've committed the bye, they've won. All of that is fantastic, but we have quite a different team now coming into this. Sure. And is that a factor for Brett Hundy? Does he look at this primetime game and get more freaked out? Or do you think he actually cares about that type of lark? I don't think it bothers them because I know people like to bang on about, oh, it's the primetime game and it's Monday night or it's Sunday night and the, the whole country's watching. I don't think it particularly matters. I mean, we're in the day and age now where everybody's watching every game anyway. And if they're not watching it, ESPN and Fox and CBS and everybody else are watching it and they'll tell us all about it anyway. So I think it doesn't matter if you're playing at 6 o'clock against Cleveland or you're playing the Monday night game against the Detroit Lions or the Chicago Bears, there's as much pressure on you. really doesn't matter. So I, I don't put too much in that. Um, I don't think it'll bother him too much. It'll just be another game. That'll be what they'll be telling him all week. It's just another game. Um, yeah, I mean, when you look back at them stats, they're really, really cool stats. But we've probably, for most of that, has been uh, Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers, probably with an odd Matt Flynn thrown in there. You know, so it's, uh, yeah. But why not? We can add to it. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, though, the, probably the scariest part of the Lions for us is Jim Caldwell. The guy's come in now. He's in his fourth year as head coach. And he's only the third coach in Lions history to lead the team to two playoff appearances. And he's done that in three years. You know, he's 23 wins in the first three seasons, which is the most of any head coach in Detroit history. And they've been around a long time. He won 11 games in his first year. And that's the first time that they've done it since they were the Portsmouth Spartans. I thought you'd like that one. And that was back in 1931. So he can, yeah, right. So he can, uh, he can, like he can really put up a good game plan, Jim Caldwell. So let's do a devil's advocate on this here. If you were to defeat the Packers, what do you think the Lions are going to do to get to us? Especially knowing that Brett Hundley is behind centre. What are they going to do? They're going to rush. They're going to put a lot of pressure on, aren't they? I, I, I would guess they put a lot of pressure on. I mean, our line has been in and out, in and out. Um, I think they're looking a lot healthier this time round. Lane Taylor, I believe, is the only one that's on the... Is he the only one on the injury port this week? I might have that wrong. Um, so they're a bit healthier now. Um, but, yeah, they're certainly going to put a lot of pressure on him. They're going to try and get him to... Uh, be, be I guess, unsettled on the ball. So they're going to try and get him out of the pocket to where he doesn't want to be, get him out into the open. Somebody's going to want to put a big lick on him because that's what all defenders do to all quarterbacks. Um, and they're going to try and unsettle him. They're going to try and shut down the run game early um, to then try and obviously force Hunley to have to pass more and more. Um, and if we can't protect him, that's where we'll have the problem um, because then it become more panicked and more rushed. But, I don't think that we're going to have that issue. I think we'll do just fine. Um, I know 
I saw it was, it was quite funny when you came out with the rankings for the two defences and, and they were 22 and we were 23 because I was reading one of the message threads because I always like to try and get a feeling for how the fans all over the world are sort of seeing this game as well and, uh, yeah. you know, see if there's anything that kind of I haven't thought about. Um, and two guys were actually having a full-blown argument on this thread that was going on for about 30 messages uh, about whose defence was better than the other one's defence. And they're both arguing, saying, no, ours is way better. And then you go, oh, well, actually, it's just one place, isn't it? <laughs> so yeah, I might go back and just answer that and try and kick that one off again. Do we worry about dirty hits in this game? Because we play the Bears, Danny Trevathan goes and smashes Devontae Adams into the hospital. Anthony Barr smushes Aaron Rodgers into the ground. Who's next? Yeah, two very different hits. So the Trevathan one was disgusting. Um, I think it was meant... I think he certainly targeted him. Um, the bar one, I'm still not convinced it was targeting. It was a heavy hit and he landed on top of him, but I'm still not convinced it was targeting or he was trying to do anything like that. Um, I mean, look, the division games are always going to have a bit of extra edge to them, but you can't tell me that if I'm a defender, I have any extra want to hit somebody in my division than I do who's not in my division. I just want to hit everybody all the time. That That's defenders. That's what they do. Um, so the media would love there to be a big hit like that and say, oh, you know, oh, there's another one um, because it gives them something to talk about. But and, and I guess that's what they'll attribute it to as well as if it does happen, they'll create a story to fit their headline. Um, but I don't know. Like, but it doesn't think, overly bother me. I think there are players that want to hit other players more. Certainly. Like, if you get a rookie, they always ask the rookie linebackers, and I'm always surprised that they they actually answer it. But they say to them, oh, what quarterback, you know, is there any quarterbacks you're looking forward to, you know, smushing into the ground? And they always go, oh, I wouldn't mind getting to Tom Brady. I wouldn't mind getting to Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't mind, you know, doing him. Not that they want to get him and, you know, spike him into the ground or anything, but they, they want to get to him, and I think they do want to hit him. And as well as that, you know what? If I was a defender and I was watching some of these lads, you know, have been in the game for a long time now. You know, the Julio Jones and all the rest of these dudes, or Larry Fitzgerald's probably a better example. As a cornerback, I would love to slap down a pass or take him down. Or, you know, if if I was a defender, I'd love to go up against Marshawn Lynch. Would you, do you not think so? Do you not think that you'd have a preference to who you want to get? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to smash Joe Mixon into next week. Any reason or? Well, just for the fact that he busted a girl's jaw. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, not really. I think if you play on defence, you like to hit everybody. That was my uh, hashtag sarcasm font. Just in case we get people coming in going, Steve, you didn't know about John Mixon. <laughs> like, I, was, I was thinking, uh, did you miss all the rents? But... No. It's one of those rhetorical ones that gets answered. It's unfortunate. So, anyway, how do you want to wrap this up then? I mean, are you going to give your prediction here? Are you still hopeful that uh, you're never going to predict a loss for the Packers? Yes. Um, the Packers won't lose this game. No. They might run out of time. Oh, here we go, Lombardi. Nice. <laughs> you yeah, went with man. the nice this time. I like it. You've been listening. Yeah. Um, no, look, I, I think Green Bay can win this game. It's very, very tough. Uh, every game's going to be tough. Um, but similarly as well, let's remember the pressure that's on the Detroit Lions right now. I think they are three and four. Go on, I'm saying that without actually looking. No, they are, yeah. Is that correct? Good. Mm -hmm. Um Got a bit of luck. Uh, so, look, they're under as much pressure. If they lose to the Green Bay Packers when they're 3-4, and four, become 3-5, and five, with the way the Vikings are playing and the fact that the Green Bay Packers just beat them, 
their season is probably almost down the pan already. Not not completely, not not statistically or mathematically, but in all likelihood, their season could be done if they lose tomorrow night. Now, people will probably be saying, you know, if we lose tomorrow night, our season could be done. Yeah, we're going to be kind of facing those games every week now. If we can try and get a win tonight and then follow up with a few more wins against some of the lesser opponents we have this year, um, then we can still do this and I can still be positive about this team. I do think we're going to see a far more solid performance out of not just Hundley, but a number of players. We've had the chance to get a little healthier. We've had the chance to do some extra work. I'm still positive about this football team. I still think as well, when you look around the quality in the rest of the NFC North, and that's not me dogging the teams in the rest of the NFC North, but I don't think this year it's the strongest division in football. And I do think in previous years, you know, when you've had the Vikings and the Lions and the Bears sort of all going for it, along with the Packers, it really has been a tough division in football. I don't think it's a tough division this year. There's some good teams in it, but I think we can still play. Um, you know, we're not going to have to win 14, 15 games to win the division. Whoever wins the division could probably get away with 10. Yeah. There's a still a chance to do this. There's still a chance for the Packers to go to the playoffs. And that's what I'm going to keep holding on to until it is absolutely put to bed that the, the possibility is there. I reckon the Packers get the win because I don't know why people are freaking out about the Saints so much. I mean, we're winning going into the fourth quarter. I just think we need to do that and then put some good drives together late. And then we'll come away with the win. I think Hundley will be much improved. I think the game plan will be much improved. We're used to the Lions. We're used to Caldwell. We're used to you know what they do, what who their players are, largely. So I reckon we're going to do pretty well against them. And we'll be sitting here in the podcast studio together in about two, three weeks' time. And we'll be saying about how much of a tactical genius that Mike McCarthy is. And I think that's where we're going to be at. So yeah, I predict the win. We're going to have to stay up late to watch it. It's going to be super entertaining. It's going to be heart and mouth stuff. And it's going to be a real slobber knocker. But that's okay. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Look forward to Zombie Tuesday. Yeah. So, AOB. AOB. I don't know. What else is going on? What else are we going to talk about? I'm not mentioning 1919 Club again. I'm not doing it. No. Even though I just did. I know. So, I think with 1919, we might have to wrap that one up um, yeah. soon. So, if you do want any tickets, let's get them done. Um, there's a couple I've still got to add on, so don't panic just yet if you have bought a ticket. It's been a bit of a busy weekend. I will get them added on. Um, YouTube channel, guys, go and get go and get subscribed to that. Um, we did really well. We got up to about 150 subscriptions right off the bat, and now it's slowed down. So do us a favour, go to YouTube and get subscribed to that. We are putting out some videos that we think are bloody funny, um, and we'll continue making them even if you don't like them. So yeah. might as well go and subscribe. Yeah. And the Dublin meetup stuff is going to be on. Uh, but yeah, there's some, some good challenge videos going up there. And we'll be increasing content as our subscribers increase. So mm. lastly, I think we need to mention Facebook. So we have a closed group there. So we have a Facebook page, but it doesn't really lend itself to banter. So we'd find someone places a comment on it. Other people don't see that comment. So we created a closed group. So nobody in the public can see it. It's only if you're part of that group. So... Go to our page and you'll see the page, the group linked to our page. Bit of a mouthful. So we've about 360-odd people in there now and it is banging. The banter's firing off. Yeah, When you get in, you can set your notifications how you want them to see what you want to see. We have game day threads, Wisconsin game day threads. Um, and then just people interacting with each other. It's brilliant asking who they're from. Um, so people have membership numbers as well and 
again, that's something that's an initiative that we've done. An awful lot of you listening probably have them. But if you don't, just go to the website and go to the member section and sign up. It can take, it varies really. It depends on when myself and Ryan can get around to releasing them manually. Because what we find is that people will apply for a membership number, forget they had it, and then apply again. Other people will apply and then apply and then apply again straight away. And they'll do it a number of times because they kind of expect to be issued with a membership number then and there. And that doesn't happen. So the reason we have to do it manually is, is one is we care about all of our members and we want to make sure that we can email you personally. And second off is, is that we just need to catch as well the people that have put in dupes. And if you have a membership number and can't remember it um, and can't draw back to your emails to find it or can't find it for some reason, there's a membership charter on the website and there's a search function. So if you go on to the member section and it's membership charter, in the top right, there's a little magnifying glass and you can go in and search to see what your member's number is. If you can't find yourself on that because all the names are put onto that charter as you have given them to us. So your name might be Tom Murphy, but you might have just put down Tom as your name. And that's what we put up um, because, you know, your your email might be lickety lickety 77. So we don't know if your name's Tom Murphy or not. You just give your name as Tom. So the, all things failing, just drop us a DM, give us your email and we can tell you what your number is. But you should be able to find it, I'd say. So that's it. Yep. From myself at NFL on Twitter, from the group at UK Packers, from me old buddy, me old pal at Ryan Peacock NFL, it's goodbye till after we beat the Lions. Man's not hot. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>